Welcome to the High School Athlete Nutrition Podcast, where we chat about fueling your performance on and off the field, court, track, or pool. I'm your host, Stephanie Melitano, a registered sports dietitian who specializes in helping athletes optimize their performance with a strong fueling plan. Whether you're a seasoned athlete or just starting out, this podcast will provide you with specific strategies and practical tips to help you reach your performance goals. So join me as we explore the world of nutrition and learn how to take your game to the next level. This episode is one I've been looking forward to um, because it's a question I get asked a lot is when did you decide you wanted to become a sports dietitian or how did you become a registered dietitian because many athletes want to be dietitians as well and I think it's amazing. I think we always need more really well-rounded dietitians in the world serving whatever population but you know I'm a little biased towards creating more sports dietitians as well. Um, but so today I'm going to share kind of my story on, on how I became a dietitian in my journey. I really love these questions and it's something I get asked a lot from athletes or interns um, who just want to learn about the field. And so I figured I'd shed some light on my journey and the how to become a dietitian if that's something you're interested in or just sharing those resources so you can learn more. My journey or, or experience as a really young athlete truly shaped my career, um, the athletes who I love to work with and how I created my Elite Fuel one-on-one coaching program and the academy, you know, all of that, looking back on my middle school, high school, and, you know, playing sports in college, thinking about what I would have loved to have then, the challenges that I had really helped me create my practice and, and how I support athletes. As a kid, I loved food. I have a lot of great memories around food from going to my grandpa's house for spaghetti dinners or trying new restaurants or, you know, eating ice cream before dinner because that was important to have that fun fuel first, you know, just some really fun things around food. And so I knew food was always going to be part of my life in more than just cooking dinner from day to day, but I just wasn't sure kind of in what capacity. Um, There was a point in high school where I was training pretty significantly for soccer. I was running, I was lifting, and I vividly remember eating all the time. I was just so hungry all the time, but I would still wake up in the middle of the night or really early in the morning. I'm talking like 1 a.m. or 3 a.m. starving. So I would walk to the kitchen, I'd grab a snack or a granola bar or like honestly a piece of bread and I would eat it and then go back to bed just so I could sleep because I would be woken up because I was so hungry. I didn't realize that, you know, as a high school athlete that this was a problem. You know, if I'm waking up hungry in the middle of the night, there's just some disconnect here in, in what's going on. So fast forward to my sophomore year in high school. During a game, I broke my arm and I was so competitive. I remember saying to my doctor, I am not going to stop playing. So what can I do? And so they put a cast on and I bubble wrapped it. (laughs) I was able to play and I was excited. But at the same time, we didn't quite know that that was going to be the catalyst for this big change for me. And two weeks later, in the middle of a game, in the center of a field, I fractured my leg. And at this was the point that my doctors were like, okay, we need to dive a little bit deeper because now we have two significant bone injuries back to back. Um, what, what's going on? Um, and so after we looked into it, you know, I had primary amenorrhea, meaning I didn't have my menstrual cycle at 15. I was hungry all the time. I was dropping off the growth curve. I was training a lot. I was eating a lot, but was just missing the mark when it came to fuel. So today as 
you know, a dietitian, I would have absolutely diagnosed myself with RETS or relative energy deficiency in sport. And I would have pulled myself from sport. I would have focused on correcting that low energy availability and would have gave my system the fuel that it needed. That would have been my direct kind of step, right? From what I, what I would have done for myself looking back and what I would do for clients now. It's important that you're fueling your body and you're giving it the energy that it needs. And even though I thought it was eating enough, it just wasn't enough. And I remember my doctor recommending that I meet with a registered dietitian to kind of focus on some of my fueling and strategies and that sort of thing. And I, I vividly remember going into that office pretty excited. I think maybe I was like 15 or 16. I was going in pretty excited. I was with my dad and we walked out and we got to the car and I looked at my dad and I was like, I didn't learn anything that that was not helpful at all. She basically just gave us a huge stack of papers and sent us on our way. And in that moment, that's when my own personal nutrition journey started. Um, my parents and I did a lot of our own research. We spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to fuel and how to heal my injuries and working with our doctors. And it was a lot of trial and error. And to be honest, it was a lot of time um, that it took to really figure out how should I build muscle? How should I be gaining weight? And my first menstrual cycle, I didn't even have it yet. And so this was where I made a decision. Like, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. I really want to help people, help athletes solve this problem because I spent years really diving into the research to find what worked best for me. And it was a lot of time. And it was very confusing because online, there's just so many different things. And this part of my journey had a really big impact on, on why I chose to work with athletes and college athletes and high school athletes because underfueling and REDS can have a significant impact on your health in terms of injuries and mental health, depression, your GI tract but it can also have a really big impact on your performance in terms of taking you away from your game, setting you back in training. And I want to end that cycle of confusion for athletes. And I want to keep you playing the sport that you love. So I'm in high school, fast forward, you know, you're junior, senior, you're thinking about college and what you want to study. And the world of nutrition was still so interesting to me that I chose to pursue an undergraduate degree in dietetics. And I remember in my senior year being like, okay, here we go. We're going to be a dietitian, right? What is this what does this mean? And so in my undergrad it was really great to be exposed to the science of it all and and the organic chemistry and the science of nutrition and the application of nutrition and counseling. I learned so much. And my advice for athletes and interns who ask me like where can I go to school to become a dietitian? My recommendation number 1 is make sure you're finding an accredited program. Not every school that has a nutrition degree um, allows you to become a registered dietitian. So it's important that you're finding an accredited didactic program, meaning that that school has an approved program to become a registered dietitian. So my recommendation is to start with the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics website. They have a whole student section where you can look up all of the colleges that have these approved programs and you can start there. So I completed my four years of undergrad and in my senior year, I started applying to dietetic internships. So after your four years of undergrad. This is that next step. It's almost like a medical residency for you to complete. Um, and so you apply to these internships and they match you to a program for that following fall. 
The internship is really your opportunity as a future dietitian or an already to be to learn and shadow and work with clients and patients in a lot of different capacities and a lot of different settings. That's why I say it's very similar to like a medical residency where you're learning and you're working with clients and patients and there's rotations in clinical or the hospital setting, long-term care, schools, private practice, sports, and so much more. And even since I've graduated, you know, internships have really expanded to add more elective rotations or um, just some fun, cool places where you can really get experience and figure out what you want to do as a future dietitian. So my internship was helpful in in that and figuring out what I liked, what I didn't like in the world of dietitians and nutrition and figuring out where I saw myself. So while I was in my internship program, I was also working on my master's. And so now as of 2024, to become a dietitian, you have to have a master's degree as well. So when I completed mine, I was very excited. <laughs> um, and so after graduating from my internship and finishing my master's, I was able to sit for the registered dietitian board exam. And once I passed that exam, I had that RD credential behind my name. I said, okay, this is amazing. I started working at a university as a college dietitian. I just loved it. And this is where I really found my love for collegiate athletics because there's just so much opportunity in terms of helping athletes find that explosiveness, find that little key that unlocks their full potential. Um, So that's why after several years as a dietitian, I decided to pursue my certified specialist in sports dietetics credential. Um, So this is further board exam, more testing for dietitians to really show that you are a professional in the world of performance and sports nutrition. And there it began, you know, then I started really honing in on how I want to exclusively work and really support athletes who want to overcome the challenge of underfueling and low energy availability and combat some of those REDS symptoms. Now, there are a lot of avenues to becoming a dietitian, um, but they all require a significant amount of education, research, and time. So this is why it's really important that before you, if you really want to be a registered dietitian, you take a moment and you go to the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics website and kind of map out that journey that can work for you. Because the way I did it with my undergrad and my internship and my master's and then taking my RD exam and then my board exam... There are many different ways to do it now to get to that RD credential, um, but it's important that you find what works best for you um, in a way that you're going to have all the classes that you need. Now, I want to add in here that there truly is a difference, too, between a registered dietitian and a nutritionist. This is a question I got asked actually just a few weeks ago when I was working um, with a high school student who had some questions about just the world of dietetics and nutrition. And she asked, what is the difference between an RD and a nutritionist? And I always love this question because there's a significant difference. You know, as a registered dietitian, we're required to have specific training. So we have that undergrad, that internship, that master's, and have to pass a board exam with continued education to maintain that RD credential. So there's a lot of science, a lot of continued learning, and the academy really holds that high standard for all of us to hit. While being a nutritionist is much more unregulated. Anyone can take a short course and call themselves a nutritionist. And unfortunately, I have connected with too many athletes who have worked with a quote-unquote nutritionist 
um, who really caused more harm than good in their fueling routines by encouraging limiting, limiting foods or energy restrictions or labeling foods as good and bad. So when these athletes come to me, it's really we're working on how do we get their body fueled and back up and ready so that they can perform at their, their highest and really limit all of those injury risks and things that I had to go through as a high school athlete and as a middle school athlete who was underfueled. My goal as a registered sports dietitian is always to grow the field and help athletes build their confidence in fueling their goals simply. And that's the key here is we want to create a fueling routine that works for every individual athlete. And the dietitian that I saw way back when didn't really do that. And so I've made it my mission to help athletes who are struggling with underfueling, who have injuries, who are suffering with symptoms of REDS. This is your opportunity to really take a step forward, take control of your fuel and help your body recover one bite at a time. If you are an athlete, a parent or coach who's looking to connect with someone, I really encourage you to find a registered sports dietitian. Um, that will be the big difference. Remembering that a dietitian is not the same thing as a nutritionist. My goal as a sports dietitian is to really help you elevate your game and elevate your nutrition the best way possible because when you're confident in fueling your game you're faster more focused and you're able to play at your best so thank you for tuning in to this quick little episode with a little bit of back history on my experience with reds my education and i hope that if you want to become a registered dietitian you're able to take those positive steps to adding more rds to the world until next time happy fueling